Well, all right. Uh, from one sad story to another sad story to another sad story, really. Uh, we're going to get upbeat at some point, talk a little bit of football and some fun Michigan things. But, you know, just a, a week or so after millions and millions of eyeballs all around the country were on our Detroit Lions and bringing some positive attention to the state, we had an equal, if not greater, amount of eyeballs on the Oxford shooting story, on the Crumbly family, uh, Jennifer Crumbly being the mom of, of Ethan who was standing trial for essentially enabling her son or not doing enough to prevent him from um, shooting and killing several students at Oxford High School. It's a very sad thing, but it's also a very fascinating thing from a legal standpoint. It may be what uh, serves as precedent going forward in cases much like these. We're lucky enough uh, to have Todd Flood join us. Todd is the managing partner of Flood Law. Todd, thanks for joining the program. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me, as always. Yeah, listen, Todd, I, I watched as much as I could. I was traveling a lot last week and, you know, trying to read between the lines and look at some of the details. I think everyone kind of gets it, right? This is a mom who seemed somewhat unsympathetic, was a little bit unreliable in many ways, clearly didn't see the warning signs, or if she did, had other things to do, didn't pay attention, and a very distraught kid did a horrific thing and ended lives of other, of other young ones. And that's just, it's a horrific story. From a legal standpoint, a professional standpoint, as you watch some of this come down, what do we not, what does the average, you know, onlooker not know? What did you see in this trial that was a, really a tipping point that got her convicted? Well, listening to the jury foreperson in her interview, um, it was clear to her, at least, uh, that the tipping point was that she, uh, Jennifer Crumbly was the last adult that had the gun. And um, to the extent that we understand, she was texting uh, the person she was having the affair with on her way that fatal day. Uh, she was texting back and forth, uh, communicating with him, and he had asked where the gun was, and she claimed it was in his car or in her car. This is at the time she's going to see this uh, counselor and principal, and she is uh, confronted with this drawing. I think for others, and from our understanding of what the jury makeup was, it wasn't a unanimous verdict right out of the gate. Uh, it was a couple holdouts. And then, you know, as people went through the evidence and the fact pattern, I, I believe that the thing that sticks out most to me um, was that telltale day of November 30th, when they see this horrific depiction of disturbance, mental disturbance, not not like a photograph, but this young shooter basically draws this all out yeah. in detail and writes it out in detail and the thoughts won't stop and the blood's everywhere and a gunshot and a depiction of the gun that she bought or he bought, the uh, father bought for him. That disturbing, uh, you know, image in a parent's mind, just imagine yourself being a father going in and saying, oh, my gosh, my son right. just threw this and I gave him a gun and yeah. I got to do him, you know, Black Friday. And, you know, he's writing this out. I would do a timeout. I would take a timeout and say, hey, listen, you guys are recommending I got to get this young man into counseling. You're a pro. Apparently, allegedly, you're a pro anyway. School. Uh, I'm taking my kid into counseling right away. I'm taking him with me. This is not right. right. At the very minimum, I would have said, where's the gun? I, I don't think this is a case that 
you know, should shock anybody. You can't give a gun to a mentally disturbed child. That's, that's the bottom line. Something bad's going to happen. You can't give your car keys to your son who can't drive and is intoxicated. Something bad's going to happen. It's pretty simple. It's not rocket science. It's reasonably foreseeable if you did that. Uh, you know, he could take his did own life. Did you see that, Todd, as you watch this, uh, the process ongoing? Did you see a woman who clearly is sad? She's clearly upset. She was crying watching the, the tape, some of the tapes she hadn't seen. But she also did seem a little bit disheveled and, and unreliable in some ways. Did she was She was looking all the while like she was guilty of something. Clearly there was a lot of malfeasance <laughs> going on there and bad parenting. And now as, as, yeah. the, as the father goes to trial in what, just a few weeks, he's got a couple of, um, I don't know, wants to get out of jail free card. That's the, that's the wrong way to say it, but he's got, there's a few things that he may, or his team may have learned from her trial. Certainly the fact that he bought the gun doesn't help him, but the fact that she had it last and, and really was kind of like, you know, the last line of defense, it, it may uh, help his case some, and I'm not sympathetic to him, but he, that guy was bawling, um, screaming that I loved his son and, and what a terrible thing this is. If he comes off as a more, sympathetic person in this do you think he stands a chance to see a different fate well yes i mean you 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 know i haven't seen we've seen a lot of the evidence and i'm sure karen mcdonald has you know her her, um t's crossed and i's dotted ready to go within this case uh against uh the mr crumbly but certainly you're correct um her testimony forget you know it's not you can't judge somebody for them sitting in that chair they have this cloak of innocence sitting over them and you you can't you you know it stays there you can't pierce that cloak until the prosecution proves each and every element beyond a reasonable doubt they did that with her she was very unsympathetic on the stand she said she basically and i paraphrase that wouldn't really change anything which is you know jaw-dropping he on the other hand can come across and say, listen, I didn't realize Jennifer Crumbly took the gun out of the safe and left it in the, and left it in the car. I didn't really? realize she, you know, didn't have it, you know, secured. I didn't realize that, um, you know, it was her knowing that he could do something dumb. Uh, you know, that's what she texts, right? So he, I guess, you know, to your point, can have those defenses, and there's only two defenses in criminal law. It's either a yes, I did it, but I have a defense, an excuse that is an affirmative defense, either self-defense or whatever, or no, I didn't do it. It's either you got the wrong guy or a yes, but. So if it's the wrong guy, he's going to say, here's the two people responsible. You got the shooter and you got the wife. And the wife is, uh, you know, tried to incriminate me, but in essence, she was the one, as jurors point out, that had the gun last as an adult i see that but you know there's going to be a lot of evidence and a lot of text messages and a lot of knowledge um that i'm sure karen mcdonald has that the joe six pack for all of us hasn't haven't seen yeah um, listen Todd, for but, from a professional standpoint you're looking at the nuance yeah. that many of us don't know to pick up on i wonder if we remove all of our, our prior biases about the people, the shooting, the, the painfulness of that hitting so close to home, when you look at something like this as a professional that will serve now as precedent for many other cases that are similar in nature, is this good for the country or is it something that could be a very slippery slope when we talk about parental responsibility for a minor? <laughs> 
That's got to be a quick answer. Sorry for that. Thing, but... And I know we, I, I know we're running out of time, but the biggest question and your question is mental health. You know, this is cries out, screams out for acknowledgement of mental health, and mental care. And we, we don't have a system equipped for it. I don't think, you know, there is cases, plenty of cases where parents have been charged when they don't take care of their gun um, and they have noticed that uh, uh, someone could use it and they've been charged. Strip all of it away. What does this case do? Boil yeah. it down to a common factor around the country for mass shooting. Messy thing. Todd, thanks for joining. 800-859-0957. If you have any thoughts on the shooting, we'll turn the hour. We'll come right back to you. 